How do you start it again? What's the new introduction? Uh, I'm going to start it because you suck. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was ready. I was ready. It's like, it's just a casual, like, welcoming our listeners. Like, hello, beautiful right. listeners. I'm so-and-so. This is my right. co-host. You think so you I don't do talk to time? you? I got it. I got it. I got it. <clears throat> okay. Let's do this. And are you pressing record? Oh, yeah. I already and- pressed record. I wish I had it. Action. <laughs> hey, ladies. I'm Tori and I'm Wendy. Welcome to the Fruitful Vine, where we delight in motherhood and life one honest conversation at a time. Hey, ladies, welcome to the Fruitful Vine. My name is Wendy and I am joined by my beautiful, lovely co-host, Tori. How you doing, girl? I'm doing well. How are you? Am I really lovely? Like when you think of me, that's an adjective you would use? Yes. I do. Anytime I describe you to somebody, I'm like, she's warm. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, she's autumn. Like, oh, oh, you're the best. Yes. Yes. Every time I try to explain you, I'm like, she's just this energetic, happy, person who can like be in the middle of a tornado and just be like, we got it. We're good. We're good. <laughs> That's kind of how my mom would describe me. Yeah. You're so great at that. Um, but yes. Hello, beautiful listeners. We're excited for another podcast Wednesday. We are, we are, but we've got a heavy topic today though. We've got a well, heavy topic. Can you, can you tell them what you told me about how so Wendy and I both do YouTube videos and you edit them, you film them, you edit them, and then you put them into the world. And then it's like, you don't watch them ever again. Cause like, you don't want to watch yourself. But what did you say about our podcast? Yes. But I'm like obsessed with our podcast. Like I was telling her the other day that like, I can't, I feel like I'm a part of the conversation <laughs> and what's hilarious about it is I actually am, but not like that. But not even like that. Like, I feel like I am like sitting there with us, like, cause this, like I'm literally binging our podcast, like listening to us talk. And I feel like I'm sitting there with us, just like having a conversation. I don't feel excluded or out of the room. I feel like I am invited into this space and that my cares and my concerns matter. And I'm listening to all this and I text Tori. I'm like, I feel like I am a part of our podcast. I'm like, wait a minute. I am a part of our podcast. That was so, I was like, uh, yeah, (laughs) but that's so, I understood what you were saying. And I think that's so beautiful that we have somehow created this space for people to feel that and to feel welcome. And we just love you guys. And this truly is a treat. Like it's a passion project for Wendy and I, and it's such a treat to sit down and just figure things out with you guys every week. And that's true. I think a lot of the time, um, God speaks through us, through these conversations without, like, we didn't sit down and meditate on this before we, we spoke about it, but there's a lot, uh, we leave a lot of openness is for God to speak a lot of openness for truth to come out for realness and authenticity to come out and just not really 
I mean, there is no mask. Like if you could see how we look right now, there is no mask. No, we we literally just got yelled at by Sam. He told us we needed to be more professional and more prepared. And we're like, we wing it, okay? <laughs> we, we let the Holy Spirit have space to move. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So Tori, <laughs> we're so good at this. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That was hilarious. <laughs> it was just like, like it, it wasn't even a second. It was like half a second of me and Wendy just looking at each other. <laughs> like, okay, who's going to move on? <laughs> uh, mm. Which brings me, which brings me just seamlessly to Tori, what you sipping on, girl? I'm so, I'm kind of over this sipping segment. <laughs> I think we need a new segment. Um, or uh, I'm just sipping on some very cold tea now, and I wish it was hot. My voice sounds like how it sounds because too much acid, too much coffee. I, I notice that when I'm <laughs> overwhelmed or stressed, hint, hint, that's kind of hinting to the subject of today's podcast, but I just overdrink coffee. It's like, it's kind of like, it's, it's like what I do. Like, oh, you're, you're stressed. <laughs> Go make another cup of coffee. Just so keep drinking. Voice, <laughs> just, it's okay. It's going to be okay if you have coffee. <laughs> that's it. Just keep drinking. Like Tori said, uh, if you guys have any ideas of other segments that you'd like to hear from besides what we're sipping on, since we are clearly black coffee addicts and water addicts. Yeah. Um, and turns out we don't sip on nothing interesting. Um, <laughs> at all. Like I love our consumption munching because it's always beautiful nuggets. I'm like, okay, yeah, we might, we might 86 or is it 79? What do they say in restaurants? It's 86. The numbers I thought of was not the correct numbers. (laughs) (laughs) And moving on. (laughs) Now, Tori, what are we transitioning into right now, Tori? Consumption Consumption. Okay, ladies, so this segment, Consumption Munchin, Wendy and I will take turns sharing anything that we've been consuming, anything that's been life-changing, or any seeds that our minds have just kind of been marinating on. Uh, So it can be from a book, from a TV show, from a movie, from a conversation, from something that happened in life. Anything that we've kind of been munching on, we're going to share. It is time for Consumption Munchin. That's right. Okay, Wendy, this is your week to tell us what you're consuming, what you're munching on, what's inspiring you, what's giving you beauty, joy, knowledge. Let me know. All right, ladies, this week I am consuming women of the world. Whoa. Ooh, nice remix. Yes. Yes. So this week I am consuming women of the word. Now, I read this a really long time ago. I want to say about two years ago. This is a book that I continue to go back to when I'm overwhelmed and stressed out. Mm -hmm. Um, And it really talks about 
how to study the Bible with both our hearts and our minds. The thing that prior to reading this book, I would always turn to that verse that helps spur me on or that devotional that just lets me see all the sunshine and rainbows. But never once would I like just like open up the Bible and just sit there and read, meditate on it that way. Like, no. But through reading Women of the Word, she really breaks down how to study the Bible. And I think that this is something that's lacking in most churches, to be honest, is teaching our women um, how to study the Bible and teaching them that it's not only a heart thing. It's not, ooh, let me see what I'm feeling, what feels good. But it's all, there's a mind work that goes into studying the Bible. One of just, I mean, there's so much in here, but one, uh, and it's a short read, okay? It's nothing, it's nothing ridiculously long. And the way that it's broken up is very good too um, for teaching how to read the Bible. But it One of the things that I gravitate towards is she always says, it's not only about that verse. You have to take into account everything that's happening. We're talking, what is the main purpose behind the whole book, that whole book that you're reading? What was happening in history? What were the people going through? Uh, Just different things for you to ponder, for you to really truly understand and form your own interpretation of things rather than trusting your pastor, um, your sister, your brother, your uncle, your mama, like getting your own biblical foundation and letting God speak to you based off of what he instilled in you rather than what everybody else has to say about it. She also talks about when and how to use commentaries, you know, when and how to use devotionals and those different types of things, but just trusting, trusting that you know how to study and how to read the Bible. She doesn't tell you what the passage says, she teaches you how to read it. You know how, you know that saying that you teach people how to build things or something like that rather than building it for them and giving it to them, you know what I'm talking mm-hmm, about? Mm-hmm. And so she, that's pretty much what she does. She teaches you how to read the Bible. Now I'm going to read the back for you guys real quick. And it says, we all know it's important to study God's word, but sometimes it's hard to know where to start. What's more A lack of time, emotionally driven approaches, and past frustrations can erode our resolve to keep growing in our knowledge of scripture. How can we, as Christian women, keep our focus and sustain our passion when reading the Bible? And so that's just the beginning part, but it's thebomb.com. It's a quick read, and it really gives you a new appreciation. I haven't touched a devotional since I read this because I really can trust in my own ability to interpret the Bible now. And I can trust in how God is speaking to me through different passages in the Bible. Not that devotionals are bad, but for me, I like to go to the source. So check it out. I love that. Hold on. That was hot. Redo. We we literally just got yelled at by Sam. He told us we needed to be more professional and more prepared. And we're like, we wing it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I really love that. Um, it speaks to me because I've never, I've always been so like eye roll with devotionals and not in like 
not in like an anti, I don't know. I just feel like the only book that you need to be a Christian is the Bible. And not to say that people's stories and testimonies don't matter and not to say that God doesn't place a book in someone's heart, but you know, I mean, he wrote it. it. He, he, the Bible is God's complete word. It is his word. It is his will. I don't know why we think we need cute devotionals other than to center our mind, which is beautiful. I think yeah. I definitely think there's a time and place to like, okay, I'm a mother to a newborn and I only have five minutes before the baby starts crying. Let me open this devotional and center my mind. But definitely the word of God is like that fountain, man. And I think that a lot of the times, well, me personally, what I was doing is I was replacing the word of God for that devotional. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm going to go do my Bible study. And I never opened my Bible. I only opened the devotional, read the devotional, did my Bible study. Like, how is it a Bible study if you don't open your Bible? Like, yes, that devotional might have verses in it, but it's so important to open up the word of God. We were just talking about a few weeks ago that like when you, like half of the books the self-help books and all the things that are written out there is pretty much saying what the Bible said. It's, they're really ripping off. <laughs> that, well, and that's why I'm such a lover of memoirs because it's like, okay, you're just sharing your story with me versus like, girl, you got that from Proverbs 31. <laughs> Stop it. Facts. Okay, we're going to take a mini fake ad break because Tori needs water for her throat. If we had sponsors, it would be now. Right. But we don't. So you get this song right now. Now that like you mentioned that coffee is like acid or whatever, my throat is just all dry. And I'm just sipping on my coffee like, help me, help me. And it does nothing. It's nothing. Nothing. It's just worse. But I this is my first cup of coffee. In three weeks. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, but I wanted to bring out something different rather than water and liquid IV. And now I just regret it. <laughs> <laughs> Never do anything just for the podcast. Just, right? just. <laughs> um, speaking of like first in a long time, I ran two miles for the first time in a really long time what? outside. Yeah. And it felt, I don't know if you know this, but like, I love running, but with the season of my life, like with Justin being deployed, it was just like, there's no way I can get this in. Yeah. And so I got to do it this morning and I felt amazing. It was awesome. How long does it take you to run two miles? Okay. Well, mind you, this is like, (laughs) this was new because I haven't ran in like six months. Um, but it took me like a li- like 21 minutes. Okay. Well, I used to jog. I don't say I ever, um, I don't, I'm not full out sprinting like anywhere. Like you me will neither. not see running, you will not see Wendy running like that. But I'll give you a nice just, huge jog. Hey. Yes. I used to love it until, uh, I used to love it until I had babies and my pelvic floor got weak and just, it's just not what it used to be running. Oh yeah. Yeah. God rest those pelvic floors all but, across the world. But you know, I'm strengthening it right now. So I'm about to get my pelvic floor back, y'all. What are you doing to strengthen it? Yoga, Pilates? I'm doing a diastasis recti repair because I've got like abdominal separation from the babies. And so the repair is like, um, honestly, you cannot 
repair the separation fully without having a surgery and having somebody stitch it up. And, and I don't want to be opened up. So I, what this does is it strengthens the muscles around the separation. And so by tightening those muscles around it, it's like there's like a, the transverse abdominal. There we go, guys, getting all scientific with you. You're such a dork. <laughs> but listen, I'm a nurse. I'm right. I, I know these it. things. I love it. <laughs> so it strengthens the transverse abdominal, which is like, it's called the girdle. You know, it's like the girdle muscle. So it just really tightens you up is the plan. But you know, I'm not there yet. Ain't nothing tightened up yet. That's awesome. That's so good that you're working towards that though. <clears throat> I mean, hey, it's just the many things that motherhood <laughs> takes <laughs> takes from us. <laughs> wow. Nice transition. So Tori, <laughs> how are you feeling right now? I am drowning <laughs> right now. Okay. I'm drowning. I am tired. I am overwhelmed. I am overworked. I am overstimulated. I am drowning. Mm-hmm. Literally like drowning. And there, I don't, I, help isn't coming. There is no, <laughs> there is no solution except to be very, very mindful of um, how I'm responding and what's over, what's like making me feel overwhelmed and just kind of looking at all of it um, in a very objective way. But well, how do you know when you are overwhelmed? How do you, what is your like number one indicator? Because for me, there's a lot of times where I'm like walking around overwhelmed and I don't recognize it for a long time. So you are a self-evaluator. So I would say like you would know almost immediately when you're feeling overwhelmed, right? Yeah. I The number one, what would that be? Like signal that I am overwhelmed is I don't sleep at night. Wow. And then in the daytime, I literally like, you know how there's like a fight, flight or, or freeze I literally freeze and like I can spend three hours just like overthinking something or like looking at a book or scrolling through something or laying down or just literally frozen. Uh, Yeah. And the fact that everything is closed right now, closed ish, like everything's open in North Carolina, but activities for kids is not open, which is driving us crazy. And so Yeah, I I don't sleep at night. I toss and turn at night. And then during the day, I just freeze. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be tough. That's got to be really, really hard that everything's closed. You have an amazing reaction. I wish I froze. What is yours? I yell. I yell like a psycho person. Like, and this is coming from the non-yelling mama. That is just, it's a red flag. Like, it's like, you're not good. You're not good. Because Mm -hmm. I'm so used to overwhelm. I'm so used to loud noises, people going crazy around me. Like I'm normally very freeze-like. Like if there's a <laughs> fight flyer or freeze, that's my, that's just my norm is to freeze. Mm-hmm. Um, so then once I start, like, I guess that would be fighting and like yelling and screaming and freaking out. I'm like, oh no, 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 I'm not good. Like I'm not good. Like I lose all ability to control myself. And that's like, like uh, it's a horrible see, feeling. See, and that's what freeze feels like to me because I'm such a, um, I don't want to say productive, but like I'm a, I'm a highly motivated person. So I'm go, 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 go. That's so true. when I freeze, it's like, 
oh my God, I'm stuck and I have no control of getting unstuck because I'm just so overwhelmed. Yeah. And also I don't yell, but I get irritated. I feel like the third signal is like, oh, you're getting irritated. Like all your kid did was say, hey, mom, can I have a snack? And you got irritated. <laughs> so yeah. Yep. yep. That that makes sense. That's like the irritation and the yelling. That is like number one, something, you're not good. You're not good. And like you said, it is so not your norm that it's very hard to push past. It's so hard to push past. There And is there any push past? Like, does that even exist? Because I truly feel like being overwhelmed is like, it's a bit, that's a strong emotion. And mm-hmm. you can't just like, it's not something you're just like, okay, tomorrow I won't be overwhelmed because mm-hmm. usually it's a seasonal thing or something's happening or there, or there's nothing that you can take away to make it less overwhelming. I, I recently discovered that I'm like very sensitive to just overstimulating, especially with noise. Like if it's too loud, if too much is going on, I'm like, stop. And really that's like all the motherhood, right? Is <laughs> just noise. Someone saying mommy, someone fighting, someone needing you, someone telling on someone, someone being hungry, someone being tired. So they're crying. Like it's just, it's so overstimulating. And like I don't know how, like that's, you can't take that away. No, you can't push past that. So what do we do? (sighs) That's a good one. Um, I guess it should be stated that there are tips and tricks that help me navigate these waters, but I in no way have found anything besides God's divine intervention that has completely eradicated overwhelm forever. You know what I mean? It's not like, girl, I read this book and it took away all my overwhelm. You know what I mean? Have you ever noticed that? Like books are great. We, you guys know, Wendy and I love books, but they'll like inspire you or change your thought process for a little bit, but it is never divine guidance or divine change. Never. And so, and, and you, like Tori said, you can't change the situation half of the time. Like you really can't half of the time. You just have to find a way to navigate through the situation that you're in. Because if you have a newborn, you, uh, you can't, I mean, fortunately, not unfortunately, you can't get rid of your newborn. You just got, you got to get, you got to go through that stage, you know? Right. And it's not even the kids, right? So the kids are like there, but then it's like, okay, this week we have a lot of appointments or this week I'm struggling with something mentally or this week um, I got bad news dealing with family or this week like so (laughs) on top of all the kids and all the life stuff then you have these unexpected things that are like whoa hold up I I don't want a human today like I the the lie of adulthood uh, was a lie and I just don't want to do it anymore (laughs) exactly and my number one go to lately has been to go to trusted friends and not just any, I don't go to my friend that whenever I talk to her, like literally I feel worse than when I left. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That friend that you talking to her, like, yeah, I can't believe this happened. She's like, well, girl, let me tell you what happened to me. And you're just like, by the end, I'm like, well, I just feel worse, you know, or yeah, that's horrible. Like, no, I go to my friend that like listens 
to what I'm going through allows me room to vent, listens, then provides me with biblically sound advice that turns me to God, not to myself, not to her, not to anybody else or anything else, not to, girl, we need some, sometimes you do, but that's a whole nother story. Girl, we need to drink this whole bottle. Like, I mean, a little bit of wine, get you a little close to God. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But like, just really turns me to what God says about the situation and what the truth is behind the situation. Because I think that we live in a broken world. We live in a broken society. Things are not supposed to be the way that they are. There is hurt. There is wrong that happens to good people. There is wrong that happens to good families. There, it just is, you know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times, There is no right answer but God. You know, there just isn't. There is no right answer but God. So my number one thing that I always do is I turn to trusted friends that I can bear my soul to and they take it very seriously. They don't, they're not careless with my my hurt and with my overwhelm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the first thing I usually do is I, 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 I trug on throughout the day. I put the kids to sleep and then I lay in bed or I get in the shower and I just cry. Like I cry to God. And I, I mean, there's been so many different conversations with God. Like, why is this happening? There's been that situ- conversation. There's been like, okay, God, this is happening. If this is going to happen, then I need you to carry me through, or I need you to do this, or I need you to do that. And this was actually one of my conversations with God this week was, God, I feel so overwhelmed. Like, I don't know. I feel so overwhelmed. And I feel like my kids are, because I'm so absent-minded in my overwhelm, I feel like I'm not even paying attention to my kids. Like, I'm not giving them attention. I'm not, when they're talking to me, I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, 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 but I'm not hearing them. So my prayer was like, God, if this is going to be life right now, like, let me be present. Like, can you at least give me moments of the day where like nothing is on my mind except looking into my child's eye and, and listening to them. And that literally, I prayed that I think on Monday, the day was just filled with pockets that God was like, here you go. I'm, you're not going to focus on that right now. You're going to focus on these kids. I love that. The first thing both of us do is like, I got to get to God somehow. And so whether that's crying in the shower or calling a girlfriend who I know is going to direct me to him, then that's what I'm going to do. Like, I love that. Like, and that's one thing that I love most about Tori is that like her first thing is to cry out to God. Like, I love that. And I, that's, that's goals, hashtag goals. <laughs> like that's where I want to get to. But naturally I tend, you, I tend to look for people rather than looking to God. Some I'm working on. And well, so that's- it's, but it's because you're human and you are drowning. And so, so you're, you're not human, you you're, human. No, 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 I am. But, and, and I do call, I do call people like, but I feel like when we're human, when, because we're human, we just look for something to hold on to. Like I, like, it's like, I, I just need the floaty to help me stay afloat. Mm-hmm. And so in that moment of your life, yeah, maybe you don't have time to cry to God, or maybe that's not 
that's not how you find your way to God. And that's okay. I think that as long as you get to God, no matter which way, whether it's through people or through your Bible or through praying or through crying, like, or through praise music, I think all that matters is that you do get, you do get to God. Cause I do feel like that's, that's like, that's like the goal. Like that's what, like, I want to get to the point that my first instinct is God. That's why I always turn to the, those friends that I know the first thing they're going to do is be like, have you prayed about it, Wendy? (laughs) And that I'm so proud of you though. Cause that's discipline. Cause you could so easily call the friend that's like girl (laughs) and, and just gossip about it or end up not being fulfilled, like not having the problem solved. So I think that I, Hey, at least you know that about yourself. That's a set. I I honestly think that's come. That's because let me tell you a little something about Tori. I honestly that think that's come because she's done so much preparation. She's laid down so much foundation when it comes to her relationship with God. I think the fact that she went and took weekly Sabbaths last year have like transformed her relationship with God. And she, she trusts him and she, she turns to him. And that's a beautiful thing to me. Like that's amazing. And it's not perfect, but it's there and it's real. So I love that. Like, love that. Like that is like a constant, like you, you really don't realize how your hurts and how your pain and how your struggles are affecting other people. I say all that to say, because when I'm hurting and when I'm overwhelmed, I think, man, you know what Tori said one time? She said, she talked about her Sabbath and she talked about how she spends time in her word. And she talks about this and and she wasn't talking about it in a way to be like, Hey guys, this is what I do. I'm all, I'm amazing. No, she talked about it in a way to say like, I'm hurting and I'm in pain and this is what I do. And so her, techniques have helped me in my hurt and in my pain and in my frustration. Like you have no idea how your pain and your hurt and your life is helping. And I don't know if that makes the pain better or worse, but it Mm -hmm. sure, it it makes it what it is. It's a beautiful Mm -hmm. thing. It's a human connection thing. No. Oh, I'm so speechless. You made me cry. (laughs) Um, No, I, I think that there you know, when, when we do feel overwhelmed or when we're just like, why, why is this the cross I have to bear? I I think it is because, because it's not about you. Just like Jesus had to carry his cross because it wasn't about him. Like, and it sucks and it is overwhelming and it is so much of life is unfair and hard, but thank God we have the ability to overcome pain. Like Mm -hmm. literally anything that is thrown your way, mama, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling like your joy is gone, just know that everything that is trying to break you down has no power. It's not going to win. You're, it's not going to win. You're going to win. You're going to live to tell the tale of that time that you rocked it of that time that, and it's going to be isolating. It's going to be scary because God is putting you in a place where it's like, Oh, when you get out of this, like you're only going to be able to say it's because of me. It yeah. wasn't because of your friend. It yep. wasn't because of your auntie. It wasn't because of your mother. Yep. It was because of me. And not to say that friends don't have a place. Cause let me tell you something. <laughs> my friends have also carried me through 
a lot of overwhelming seasons. So they definitely have a place. His strength is made perfect in our weaknesses. And I think that if we just turn to him a little bit more, it, it, it all of a sudden those burdens seem a little bit lighter. Yeah. And it goes without saying that, like, if he's allowing you to bear these crosses, if he is allowing you to deal with these pains, he will also provide you with a way out of it. And you Mm. will also listen to your cries in the midst of the pain. So cry out to him. Let him know when you're feeling overwhelmed. I can't do this no more, God. Like, why me? Like, everything that Tori is saying, like, let him know. He is listening. He placed you here to strengthen you. So allow him to strengthen you. Like, I feel like a lot of the times we have this relationship with God where we're like, we're either using him like a get, like, like Santa Claus, where we're asking for things, or we're using him like a, um, like a punching bag. Like, why'd you do this? Why'd you do that? Why'd you do this? Mm-hmm. It, or... There's some people that feel like you can't talk to God about nothing except to to praise him and exalt him. And guys, yeah, it's like all or that. it's all yeah. that more. It's all yeah. That. There's also some people that are like, Well, I'm so messed up and I messed up so bad, yep. I'm not even gonna step to him. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like, be so desperate, just touch his garment, like yep. step to him and cry. I that's so funny. So the Woodsy Sword on Instagram. She, I know her in real life and she is an Instagram homeschool mom, but she is, she just has so much depth and so she's so wise when it comes to the word of God. So I want to post, I want to share what her stories are today. So it says Christ's heart is not drained by our coming to him. His heart is filled up all the more by our coming to him. That is a quote by Dan Ortlund. And then the next story, she said, is this one hard for you guys to reconcile too? And then the next slide, she says, I mean, I know I'm not a burden to God. I know his grace won't run out on me, but to know he gets more joy than I do when I come to him, that stretches my brain. Hmm. So in case this is you too, here's a word. When you come to Christ for mercy and love and help in your anguish and perplexity and sinfulness, you are going with the flow of his own deepest wishes, not against them. And guys, she had no idea we were recording this podcast. No, I'm literally about to inbox her and be like, just so you know, (laughs) um, we use your stories to end the podcast because that is just so insane and so timely and it, it, it like he we don't have to be perfect like Jesus is there because we're not perfect and I just fall fall at his feet fall yes. at his feet and and I can say that nothing helps with the overwhelm like Jesus can help nothing and if you don't know where to start like Tori says just fall at his feet just Start right where you're at without the perfect words, without the, the, um, the perfect things and with being imperfect yourself. Just mm. be where you're at. Be where you're at mentally. Be where you're at spiritually. If you're angry, be angry. If you're happy, be happy. If you're, I don't know what to say you can say that too, you know, because mm-hmm. a lot of times we're trying to figure out how exactly do I pray? How exactly do I come to him? just as you are. 
And sometimes you don't even need words, guys. Just cry. Let your tears be offerings. And and sometimes I know my best friend talks to God like, like, okay, all right, God. Like she like you you talk to God how you want to talk to God. And and yeah, yeah. I yep. I'm okay. I'm done talking because I think that's a good end point. <laughs> done. Ladies, thank you so much for spending your time with us today. We pray that you remember to lean into the one true vine while you are busy being the fruitful vine. Until next time. Bye. bye. Why is that the first time that we actually did it at the same time? <laughs>